0: From the Transverse Network, this is The Transgender Show, an interview program about gender discovery and self-acceptance. I'm your host, Emily. This week on the show is baseball fanatic, trans activist, and photographer for the Arizona Diamondbacks, Abrika Danielle. I asked you to be on the show about a month ago, maybe a little bit longer. And we were all set, and then you came back and told me that you were going to back out of it because you were taking a step back from the public eye and from Instagram. Do you want to give us a little bit of uh, background on any any of that? You don't have to give specifics if you if you don't want to. We can just move on past that. But if if you'd like to, you can expand on that.
1: Yeah, you know, social media to to begin with was always my it was my place to to be myself, where I could present. Um, you know, when I was still in. I was still so deep in the closet, right? Like it was the only place I could be me. So I really I really enjoyed that. Um and then I went I came out, I went full time and it's like, you know what? Like I don't necessarily need to put up with all the crap that, that happens, right? Like I the the two things that put this over that sort of put me over the edge at that point were I did a Q and A, which have been really fun in the past. I did a Q and A on Instagram and it got completely hijacked by chasers and creeps. One of my posts was was being stolen by uh you know by by a fetish site um without my with obviously without my consent um and just on the same day and i was like you know what screw this i'm done like i don't need this i'm i'm an extremely introverted person right like it's yeah i I, i'm not out there so like i don't like in my mind i didn't need this um and so i stepped away and i got to thinking people you know people reach out to me and they're like like i don't want to see you go like like you know, we'll get into this later in the show, but like, it's so hard for me to, I had such a low self image my entire life
2: mm-hmm. that like,
1: it's so hard for me to accept that, like, maybe I have something to offer, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like people like me, right. Um, mm-hmm. Which is, is such a weird thought for me to say, and I hate saying it out loud, but. um,
0: But it's yeah, important so to realize like, that when that's the truth, right. That, that, yeah. you know, you are making an important contribution.
1: Yeah. And I had, I just had so many people and I, and, you know, still can't wrap my mind around the fact that so many people reached out to me. Um, and I was like, you know what, it's for these, it's, it's for all of them. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll stay out there for them. And so I, I cleared my, I cleared my followers. It took me what, three hours to get rid of, it was like 1300 chasers. It took me three hours to get, get rid of almost all of them. I found one, uh, today. I found another one that I missed today. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, and so, you know, Instagram played such a big role in, in me accepting myself, seeing so many other amazing, amazing women and uh, just, you know, just people in general, accepting themselves for who they are. Um, it played such a big role for me that, you know, I want to pay it forward. I want to mm-hmm. do what, what so many of those others did for me, for other people, if I can. Um, and so I'm back.
0: <laughs> that's wonderful we're great to have we're, we're so lucky and happy to have you back that's wonderful it, yeah it's so great that that you've i mean selfishly that you came back so that you could be on the show but that you're you know back in on on your public presence and realizing that you are making a big contribution so um now take it even a little bit further forward you had a really interesting meeting a few days ago um what was the what do you do yeah
1: so so i'm i'm currently a free agent now i'm 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 not it's the off season so i don't i don't necessarily have a have a job right now but you know for the last for the last five years i've been a uh photographer for major league baseball at um at Chase field here in arizona for the Diamondbacks. um and the year before that, I was a social media intern for the Dimebacks, um, parlayed that into the current job I have. And so, yeah, I, I get pictures and I get video and just any sort of content MLB needs out of Arizona for any social media account, any any of MLB's websites, whenever they need it, mostly for mostly for the away team because the D-backs have their, their team there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like to joke, like, I just go to baseball games for a living. <laughs> I guess what I do, I get paid to go to baseball games um, and it's incredible.
0: But that, it seems like so a pretty so I, pretty nice job, huh? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> nice life.
1: Yeah. Biggest perk is the free parking. The
0: free parking's
2: the best. <laughs> the free parking. Um,
0: okay. Yeah. All right. You know, you take your 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 perks. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and so like you like you said, you're you're in an off season now. Um what what meeting did you just have and what brought that about?
1: Yeah, so I came out so I started I started hormones last August. So so like very end of the 2019 season, um, I, a couple of Augusts ago, we're in 2021, <laughs> <laughs> at the very end of, of 2019, and came out in the off season and came back, worked the, the wild 2020 season that it was. Um, As myself, this was my first full season, you know, in addition to being a crazy one of a kind year, it was also my first time being at Chase Field as myself. Um, And the D-backs have been nothing but accepting and, and welcoming of me. And so they invited me to speak with a group of, of you know, high ranking, higher ranking officials to see how we can make the D-backs and the game of baseball more more inclusive.
0: Wow, um, that's amazing.
1: This was, yeah, this was my second meeting with them, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, my first meeting happened during the season. They're um, my boss at the time. And then um, one of my friends in the organization wanted to meet with me to see how I was doing and, okay. you know, see what they could do while I was there. Hmm. Um, and a lot of good came out of that. And it, it went so well that we had this bigger meeting. And so this whole thing was, I, you know, I, I got in front of 12 to 15 people, told them my story and, you know, was just open and honest about my my experiences as, as a transgender woman and as a baseball baseball fan and as as an employee and just you know was just really open and honest and didn't hold anything back and uh they were so receptive and it was you know it's still so fresh in my mind that they were so full of love and acceptance for me that you know I still haven't processed it yet we're still fresh you know if we did this interview if we did this interview you know like Maybe next week I would have better words to describe it, but you know, we're a couple of days removed from it and still just just wild to me that I <laughs> I you know, I'm, I'm still struggling to find the words. <laughs> and and to um, just
0: even believe that it, it really happened, right?
1: You know, I've I've been obsessed with this team since I was six years old. I remember going to my first game. Um you know, just for those of you that don't know, the D backs weren't around until I was six years old. They were mm-hmm. 90 98 expansion team. This is basically I've been a fan of them their their whole life, not my whole life. Um,
0: yeah, you're super young. Rub yeah. it in, okay? Rub it in. fine, <laughs> fine humble brag nice. I, <laughs>
1: you know, and I just remember going to my first game and just like my team. This is this is, and then since then, it's the only thing I think about. You know, it's it's, it's the be- the Diamondbacks in baseball is my life. Mm. Um, you know, I owe my life to this to this game and for them to hear me to them for them to want to to be better you know and they were already pretty good to begin with but you know that they they reached out is like what can we do better we want to hear from you you know just so surreal it's Mm -hmm. just been so surreal to think about that
0: you you actually mentioned in the pre-interview that during that talk you got to say those exact words correct that um that you owe your life to the Diamondback organiz- organization and, and being able to come out there has really been an important part of your transition and you're accepting yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I wanted to make it a point that, that this is my life. You know, if anything, I undersold the importance of baseball to, in, in my life. Um, it's, you know, and, and the people that were on that meeting were, were just so, so receptive and so supportive, you know, all the way up all the way up the organization like these weren't you know these weren't nobodies in the organization these are difference makers and it was just wild it was just so wild that they and they wanted to hear from me not not just you know our our community um it's it's great that they wanted to hear from our community i love that but like from me right like it's you know it goes back to that whole accepting myself for i have things to offer right like me, like, what you know, lowest level photographer in all baseball, and like, they want to hear from me. Um, you know, it's just so surreal, just so, and so so honored that it happened. And you know, getting texts from from, you know, my friends in the organization saying what it meant to them, and like, we're gonna have you back. Like, this won't this won't be this isn't the last we're hearing from you. So,
0: oh, that's wonderful. Just, just yeah. And then um there was actually a um, you we we kind of teased it. There was a social media follow up to this where they actually posted they actually um you you posted about how how excited you were to have done this. You're a little vague on the details, but um mm-hmm. the, a lot of them then retweeted it, right? Or did the entire organization.
1: Yeah, you know, um people everybody at least just about everybody on that call went and, you know, liked that tweet, responded to it so much so that it ended up on, on some some trolls page and he decided to go after me and you know that happened a couple of weeks ago <laughs> like it did um I you know I don't know how I would have responded to it but you know after having that platform after having that that ability to to connect with people like I did I was like you know what this guy is just this guy's just proving everything that I said in the meeting and it, it really <laughs> it was like really validating right like everything that I said was in this guy's suite and like for everybody to see like i'm not, you know right like i'm not just making this up um and so it was it was a weird experience getting called out by that one guy and then like i said he's suspended now he's not gonna be on twitter for a while <laughs> and and just to see the support from that organization after that as well just you know mm-hmm. it hit me so hard it's still hitting me hard um
0: well, yeah, So i don't you, know if you, i'll you...
1: ever fully process this
0: yeah, it's just so great that you you've gone through this kind of up and down where you you got all you got this this just knocked by all these trolls and it really hit you and you decided to to step away from it and and all that and then and you were talked into coming back and then now you've got this thing where you get this opportunity to talk to your beloved organization and then you get a troll and then the entire team just jumps on and, and smacks the troll and then Twitter bans them. And it's just like, yeah. it, it, it's,
1: just, it's like, this is why we're doing this. Like, this is the guy right here is the reason why we're doing this. Um, not just on social media, but you know, like at the ballpark and on game day mm-hmm. is like, this is what we're up against and they're up for it. They want to, they want to have my back. They want to have our entire communities back. It's just so surreal.
0: That's so great. That's just that's just wonderful, and I love that. Now you've been bolstered by having that experience of talking to them and and their interest in you. And then when they have your back like that, it's just like you you are a a, a thousand. Um, I mean, degrees is the wrong thing because that doesn't make any sense. But um, miles, let's go with from where hmm. you were before, where you were you were done. And I just I yeah. I, I love that comeback story, basically. <laughs> Madison yeah. Madison asks, can you talk about the organization's quickness um, with implementing a more inclusive uh, bathroom policy? What has what has that been like? Have you seen any specific changes within the organization yeah. towards yeah. After, trans? Rights? After
1: my first after my first meeting, I'm sorry for, for stepping on you there. No. Um after my first meeting, it was so we I had my meeting with with my my boss and my, my friend pretty early that morning. Um it was a it was a day game or a night game, so we had it in the afternoon. We were playing Madison's Rangers, oddly enough. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. And, uh... Are we going to
0: start a rivalry here already?
1: Is this what's going to happen? And, and... I mean, MLB's been trying to start a Rangers-Dimebacks rivalry for a while, and it's just not happening. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> so they, they moved on to, to the Astros. Anyway, that's not... That's neither here nor there. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I told them, I was brutally honest with them. I told them like, I dehydrate myself before I go to work because I don't want I'm afraid to use the bathroom, right? Um, And they're like, nope, nope, you're not doing that anymore. We're getting on that. Um, And so they turn the family restrooms, which were always intended for this this purpose, but they change it specifically for me and for our community to gender neutral bathrooms. And they're adding more on the upper concourse um now and you know just that day it happened that day i didn't have to wait until next season they like for administrative paperwork i didn't have to wait the four months that it took to get my name changed right yeah i was gonna um, say it's not the
0: social security <laughs> office like this these people yeah, get, get it, done
1: that day my boss sent out an email to security saying like listen we got to do this and they're like yep we're done and then that day and that's when i knew Right. Like I always knew they had my back from the second I walked into that building as myself. I knew they had my back. But like that day, it was just so solidified. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're not just talk. This isn't this isn't performative allyship. Right. it's yeah. They're there for me.
0: Well, and um, I think somebody uh, mentioned something about you know, you know your baseball fanship, um, and probably along the lines of kind of proving that. And we did talk about this in the pre-interview. I did I did grill her on this one because she talks baseball, 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 Diamondbacks, 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 and the only thing that she's going to show us in her background there is a picture of Notre Dame and a Green Day poster. <laughs> 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 when literally her entire the entire rest of the room. The- <laughs>
1: The, the she one likes baseball spot in my bit. room is where is where I'm able to sit, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the one non the one non baseball part is where you're where you're you're set up. That's great. <laughs> That's really wonderful about the the gender neutral bathrooms. That was one of my things. So um, somebody asked me on the on I think it was Divinity actually asked me on the previous stream we were just doing before the show about you know how long I've I've been out that kind of thing, and. I've been dressing pretty much full time for a very long time and full time for about three years, and I think it was three or four years ago when I was just kind of on that cusp and and, and just getting to the point where I was full time and really accepting it when I went to a Dodgers game and um I had been used to using women's restrooms in public pretty often, and I'm like, I am about to go into the women's restroom like like mecca this is this is um this is the the bi- this is the big leagues. Um, and, <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> and I was a little terrified about that. And, I, you know, the thing I was thinking about, you know, uh, Dodgers um, um, and, you know, just just drunk sports fans and stuff like that. And I'm thinking either I'm going to get a lot of, of crap from the women or um, their boyfriends are going to be waiting outside and give me crap or beat me up when I come out or whatever. And so I was uh, I was pretty nervous about that. Luckily, I didn't have any bad experiences. It went it went great. Everything was fine, as it usual, usually is. Um, but I think part of it is like I was worried because it was so public. But I think that being so public with so many people around, I think that kind of maybe makes it easier. I don't know. People still get in fights yeah, I, and do stupid things in, yeah, in the oh, crowds. Course, I don't
2: yeah. know.
1: You know it's one thing to to go into a bathroom at like a target or something. It's another thing to do it at a major league baseball stadium where there's tens of thousands of people there
2: uh-huh. so
1: that's i' i' I'm really excited about their progress on that and making it so that we don't have to worry about that right
0: Yes i told
1: every time I told people that story that you know I would dehydrate myself I wouldn't drink that day until I got home. You know, their eyes got huge, and like, like that's so unhealthy. And It's like, yeah, I know, but like, that's just what I we got to do because going to the bath, using bathrooms is terrifying.
0: Yeah, getting stabbed Um, is unhealthy too. Yeah. So yeah. (laughs)
1: I'll 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 take I'll take you know the dry lips, and then coming home and chugging a couple Gatorades after a game, over over getting stabbed, right? Like, (laughs) not even a question.
0: Yeah. So now we can, um, now that we've kind of jumped all around it, we can uh, get into the normal set of questions here. When did you first realize that you were different? When, when did, um, when, as a kid, what were the signs for you that you were different, that the assigned gender to you wasn't the right one?
1: Yeah, I've, I've known since I was nine. And, you know, we talked about this in our pre-interview. I, I can pinpoint the exact second when, I, when I, I, I felt this feeling, that I felt like I was different. Um, I was taking, I was I was taking a math test in fourth grade. Um, the year the Dbacks won the World Series, so you know my mind was already wandering all over everywhere. <laughs> and we take I I was I, I was four questions in. It was a time test. So we had to go through as many as we could. Um, and I remember thinking, I looked around the room and I was like, Wow, it would be so cool to be a girl. And then it just snowballs Like I wish I was a girl. Like I am one. Like I really feel like one. I've always felt like one inside. <laughs> and yeah, I I I finished the test. I did four questions in, and I got in trouble. <laughs> I I had to go home. I had to get something signed because I did so poorly on the test. <laughs> um <laughs> I've never told anybody that, right? Like,
0: mm-hmm. no. <laughs> and the reason I was I, you, I, you're I, incorrect. I,
1: I, <laughs> yeah, I I doubt my parents remember this, I'm both of them are watching right now. I but I remember. I, I, I can't imagine them remembering this, but, like, in my mind, it was, like, so obvious. Like, oh, no, what if they find out what I was thinking? Like, what, what happens? Yeah, and so, A cracked, and I, I always love that analogy, because, like, you know, once can't put the yoke back in the shell,
2: right?
1: <laughs> like, I live in a really conservative part of town, um, really religious, really conservative, so I've had these feelings for so long, but in this side of town, it's one of those things, if you don't mention it, it doesn't exist. Um, So they like there's growing up, there was no such thing as trans. There's no such thing as as gay or lesbian or bi or anything. It just didn't happen. Um, So I I spent my entire childhood grow, you know, feeling like I was a freak, Mm -hmm. Um, feeling like there was something wrong with me. You know, I'd see girls walk around and I'd be like, I I wish I could be them. Like I want like I want to wear their clothes so bad. I want to be I want to be just like them right you know i grew up playing baseball i remember those locker room talks where everybody's talking about like you know the guys talking about the girls that they like and i'm just sitting there like i like is it i like, i can't talk about this like but like I, I had my crushes on girls but like i can't say anything because like like yeah i want to be just like them i like i i like <laughs> um,
0: yeah you want to you wanna so, jump in on the conversation I know isn't she cute don't you love the way she dresses god I'm so jealous, yeah, for, I was jealous her, of her skirts her hair,
1: I'm so jealous of her hair right like <laughs> oh man wouldn't have yeah. gone over
0: super great in the locker room there probably
1: oh no <laughs> um, and then on top of that you know I'm playing baseball um, be a baseball player there's a part of me that still wants to be a baseball player even though I know it's not going to happen right <laughs> I spent entire life working towards being a baseball player. Um, and in my mind, I couldn't have these feelings and still be a baseball player. yeah um, so for me, it was just like I have to choose between these feelings that I didn't even have a word for or baseball. And, I chose baseball,
2: mm. and I do it again.
1: It's one that we, you know i I don't regret chasing baseball at all because like I said a million times and probably will a million more in this. It's my life. I love baseball more than anything. And it's given me such a good perspective on everything um in life. But there was that reconciliation that, you know, I I I knew I knew I was a girl on the inside. But at the same time I knew I also had a a skill and a talent that I could I could hit a baseball and I loved doing it. So having those those feelings in the conservative side of town in a locker room right was was <laughs> hard when you know, looking back at it like i don't i don't know how i managed it i don't i don't know how nobody suspected anything right because like in the locker room they're like you know like i said like yo you see that girl you know, over there or whatever and i was like hey guys can we talk about the new movie tangled <laughs> like, like isn't it great? Or like Princess and the Frog? You know, talking about Disney princess movies when they're all talking about you know stupid guy things that I've <laughs> never been able to keep up with, right? Mm-hmm. Like car, like they're talking about cars or whatever. I'm over here talking about Princess and the Frog. Is great, I, I, great. I, it's which is a great
2: movie.
0: <laughs> well, I love that di- <laughs> dichotomy of like you're in baseball, like and you're totally uh, dedicated to it super masculine sort of sport and all of that. And then, um, and then yet you still got this other side. So you, you've got this duality going, but the the fact is being in baseball also puts you in that, in that toxic masculinity locker room Mm -hmm. world. And (laughs) that's just a tough position to be in.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, I never got along with my teammates. I love most about this, the trans community is that I've never had to prove myself right. I've been accepted immediately. And try you know accept everybody that's what we do in this community i've never had that you know being being biracial you know i'm half half me- my dad's mexican I, have a, I, I, I you know i identify as mexican but you know um growing up i was i was too mexican for the white kids too white for the mexican kids and too girly for my baseball friends right yeah. for my baseball teammates they weren't my friends i didn't get along so like you know when i played baseball the locker room sucked. Being mm, in the yeah. dugout sucked. But, you know, when I was out on that field, when I was in, you know, in in the box or out in the field, I knew who I was. I I knew I. it didn't matter what was going on in my life, whether it was, you know, whether it was a dysphoria or anything else. Baseball was all that was on my mind there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that in the pre-interview yeah. about your ability while you're playing, you know, the, the, the focus has to be so precise on what you're doing and the, the task mm-hmm. and you know where this pitch is going where the the, the batter is going to hit it all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff that it takes you out of your your personal feelings and mm-hmm. so i can see where that would be such a, a refuge for you to be able to just kind of throw all of that confusion away for that that time and everything's clear and quiet sort of reminds me mm-hmm. of um the kevin costner movie where he was a pitcher i can't remember the name of it but you know he would do that thing where um um, the crowd was going crazy and he would just kind of like say something and would shut it out and it would all go silent i can just kind Mm, of picture that for you personally with all the little voices going on within you that that was the time where you could just be and gender wasn't part of it Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and you know, baseball's not the greatest game for that, right? There's a lot of downtime.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, there being in—I played outfield for a couple of years. I was—I was a utility player. I played everywhere. I mean, being in the outfield a couple for a couple seasons, there were times where you'd get—you'd go a week without a ball coming your way. So you got—you know—you really got to stay focused. And there's there were times I remember I was you know looking up at the sky and like. Oh shoot there's a game going on right <laughs> like unfortunately <laughs> yeah. it, it never it never affected my play, right but you know, there were those times you know where I would be focused on what I wish I was um mm-hmm. that was mostly that, that only affected me in the field because you know i'm'm I'm, I, <laughs> I I like to joke on on with you know with friends that like i'm I'm probably the most competitive person they'll ever meet. Probably the most competitive person you'll ever meet. Um, it was kind of weird saying that on the, on my t call because, like, you know, we're we all know these guys on the field, but like, it's at the same time, it's like, you know, I I go these losses just about as hard as they do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it it was never an issue, you know, like in the moment when when there's no downtime, I had no problem focusing in because you know I want to win, I want to hit, you know. <laughs> I wanna, I want to I want to make this pitcher feel it, right? <laughs> no yeah. matter who the pitcher was. And, you know, I still have that. Mm. Um it's kind of funny. I I going into transitioning. This is a bit of a tangent, but like I was I think I, I always was curious about, you know, what what's me and what was dysphoria talking. Um and I I always thought that you know, maybe this competitiveness was just dysphoria and was, you know, my way of escaping and first ebax game I went to this year it's it's not dysphoria it's me (laughs) this is just me i'm just a really competitive person if anything it's made it worse right because it's it's now once again my 100 percent focus i don't have to worry about gender i don't have to worry about anything else yeah so yeah baseball has always been my getaway and you know until it wasn't i remember the day that it wasn't and that's when i realized that like okay i need to accept myself i need to Mm. You know, either accept myself or accept the fact that with these feelings the rest of my life. Um, and you know, just to get to be open and honest with 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 you. Um, at the time, I was going through a lot, and I'm on top of all of these gender dysphoria feelings. I wasn't sure how long that would be. Right, like mm-hmm, I wasn't yeah. sure if I could keep going. I remember all those, you know, all those nights driving home from work or going as a fan because um, I didn't work every game and my family has season tickets so like when I wasn't working I'm still there right um, you know all those nights driving home it's like I don't know if I can keep going like I don't know if I can I can I can keep doing this and you know later on and when I realized that I needed to do this in order to, to live right in order to be happy yeah um, I remember those nights just like looking around at chase field, looking at the, you know, the open roof and being like, I love this place, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back. If I'm myself, I don't know if, if I can be around baseball. And so, you know, weighing that being, you know, between being myself and keeping this game that I love so much, it, it killed me. It was, it was brutal. Yeah. It um, the
0: hardest decision you can, you can make between, um, yeah the the thing that, that not only do you love, but it's been your life, yeah, you focus your life on it, and you could lose it by being yourself, which is the most important thing you can do in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, and that was the you know that was the thing that hit me the most about about the meeting with the TVV is like all those feelings, you know, as valid as they were, like the fears were unfounded like i didn't I never actually had to worry about that because they always had my back.
0: That's wonderful.
1: Yeah, I I always you know, I always I always say the the first time I ever cried in therapy, you know, I've been going to therapy for almost 2 years now. We talked about a lot of heavy stuff, you know, like I said I've been through a lot in the last 5 years um on top of gender. <laughs> and, and the first time I ever cried was was right after the 2019 season ended and I realized that I may never be in baseball again. Yeah you know, all those heavy topics, all those, you know, brutal, brutal talks that I had. I never cried until I thought about losing baseball.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> that was what me out I, of I, it.
1: I, I remember. I remember sitting on that couch and just going like, this is like, I can't believe this is the first time I've ever cried. <laughs> and I said it out. Like, I can't believe that of all the things that we talked about, this is what gets to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's my life it's what I love um mm-hmm. you know I, I I choose to put myself through a full 182 162 game season right <laughs> yeah I because I love it I, I I wouldn't want it any other way mm-hmm. baseball's my life
0: yeah that's wonderful um let's move on Danielle to to coming out um who, who was the first person that you came out
2: to
1: <laughs> so the first person I ever came out to and this goes back to um th- this goes back to the importance of Instagram um was suddenly Samantha she was the very first person I ever came out to um we had a rally um in 2018 yes 2018 it was right when you, you know I had to get too political but you know the Trump the Trump administration was erasing all all protections for transgender people throughout the federal government and so we had a rally at the capitol and i went and i remember seeing her she was the very first person i saw and i went knowing (laughs) like just hoping like i saw her posting about her sign the night before on instagram i was like oh i hope Mm -hmm. i hope i meet her so much like so bad and like because if i do i'm gonna like i'm gonna go talk to her like i'm gonna do this um which is really hard for me because i'm super introverted like i said um, I don't go out of my way to talk to people <laughs> ever. <laughs> um And so I was like, you know what, if I see her, I'm gonna say something. Um I wasn't planning on coming out to her, I was just gonna say that like, you know, you're an inspiration or whatever. <laughs> and and so I saw her, she was she was talking to to all of her friends, and I was like, Okay, well like I I'm never gonna get this chance. And then I saw her and I saw her at the end. She was all by herself and I was like, okay, we got to do this. And so I'm sitting there just like hyping myself like, okay, here we go. We got to do this. We got to do this. And I did it. And I talked to her and I I remember, you know, word for word. I was like, you're afraid to make eye contact. So I'm sitting over here like,
0: <laughs> yeah, um
1: I follow you on Instagram and uh I'm I'm in the closet, but you help me out every day. Um and then, you know, <laughs> it was just so that was wild um that's when it became real for me
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and we we might get we'll we'll get into this later but you know she she's who she's who made this. she she's the person who made this real for me right yeah for for so long i had seen these incredible trans women like on their on their journey being so strong and it, for me it was just like that's something for some some other person right like that's not for me, nobody's ever donated Arizona, right? And then to see her and to, you know, give her a hug, like and she followed me after that on Instagram. It's like that's what became real. And that's what made me realize that like I can do this. Like this is I can do this. And then so I built I I built a little circle of close friends and people I knew who would um support me. So I came out to uh, two of my friends a couple weeks later. And then family, I I came out to my brother. My brother was the first one I came out to in my family. And then I came out to my mom um, and then came out to the, excuse me, the extended family on her side mm-hmm. while still building, building a, a strong circle of support just in case <gasps> any, anybody along the way wasn't, wasn't supportive. Um, And I was just, you know, this whole time it was just such a weight. I remember, like, I saved my dad for last just because I was so afraid to to come out to him. Um, yeah, you know, really sort of on. Un... You know, I know uh, I never really had a reason to be afraid to come out to my dad, right? Um, but it's just one of those things I think a lot of people can relate to. Like, how do you tell your dad you're not the son that he thought you were?
2: Yeah, right. Like, totally get that. You know, and,
1: he, and and I had trouble coming out to my mom too. I remember I had a I had an anxiety attack on her couch. I couldn't say a word for 45 minutes and I knew that she would be supportive. Like, I, I, I can't even, I'm, I'm, you know, stumbling over words, just thinking about it. Mm. Um, just, (laughs) it's, it's one thing to come out to friends. It's another to come out to your parents. And it was just so scary.
0: I think that's something that I did it. everybody in the community can absolutely relate to. Yeah, there's some of the hardest to come out to is family. Um, again, like like baseball, like like the the feeling that you had about that. You know that that's your life. If you lose them, like that's <laughs> here come the puns. I was gonna say that um that's the ball game. Um yeah, you know because th- having their support, having them there always is so important to us in all aspects of our life. And, you know, this just yeah. happens to be the biggest one when we're coming out. And, and, yeah, it's hard because, again, like you have this negative feeling in the back of your head that if you come out to them, you're going to lose them. They won't mm-hmm. accept you. Yeah. And and then what? And I totally get it.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know why I'm not in focus. Yeah. And,
1: and I'm, I'm so lucky to have just 100% love and support from from every angle you know, I've, I've lost touch with some friends and whatever, but, you know, that's just part of growing up. Um, it wasn't because I was trans and, you know, we talked about this in our, in our pre-interview, I have a lot of, you know, survivor's guilt, right? Like, yeah, what did I, what did I do to, to get, to be surrounded by so many incredible people and to, to be surrounded by so much love and support when so many people that, you know, I care about in the community aren't. Mm. And so, you know, that's, that's hard for me (laughs) that that you know I'm 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 considered lucky for having this sort of support and I am yeah but like I shouldn't be right like this should just be the norm and that's something that keeps me going that's you know that's that's it like I said it just it keeps me going it's what I want to make sure I want to make a world where this is the norm where, where people can feel as, as loved and as supported as, a, as, as I am. Yeah. Um. in all facets of their life, you know, from work to family, to friends, just, you know, it's just been such an incredible experience. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm able to connect with them on, on a, on a level that I've, I've never felt before, because I don't have the secret anymore. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not hiding. I'm not putting on an act. I'm able to be myself around them.
0: Yeah. Um, And you're finally able to engage in those emotions. Now that you're on HRT, you're (laughs) feeling more emotions. Probably. That's
1: weird. Right. Before HRT, I didn't know there were more than three emotions. Like it's crazy. (laughs) I'm still getting used to these things. Right. Like I cry, (laughs) I cry cry so easily now. It's the worst. (laughs) Um, Just all these emotions. You know the, the you know. Like just this meeting with the D bags would have been so much easier to process if I still only had the three emotions that I had before. Uh huh. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: like, oh boy.
0: Because yeah, you you were talking that as soon as the um the phone call was over, you, you were able to kind of hold it together during the talk, but as soon as it was over, you put your head down and cried, right?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you know, I I, I held it together. There were some tears, and I was blubbering. I was struggling to keep it together, <laughs> but you know, I. I'll I'll just I'll just I'll, I'll say it. I I I've been trying not to name drop right but the manager of of the D-backs was on the call um and he came out and he said and you know forgive me if I get emotional just thinking about it Please um, do. that he's, you know, he's he's he was inspired by me he was he he <laughs> he had his camera off the whole time and he turned it on just to talk to me and he said the he's he's inspired by me and by my strength and by it's funny to me the 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 grace in which i held conducted myself which is never a word i thought would be used to describe me grace (laughs) right like what yeah he's like i'm i'm a better person for 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 this and that's when i lost it like i had to take my glasses off i'm sitting there like I had to I had to throw it over to my my friend was like I I need a minute like I can't I can't do this um and then I held it together and I I I told him what that or tried to tell him what that meant to me
2: yeah
1: and then that was the end of the meeting and I just I fell apart after it <laughs> I fell apart after that meeting my, my friend who was running the meeting wanted to call me afterwards and I you know I had to I had to mute it or you know silence it because like I couldn't talk. I I couldn't talk to anybody at that point. Yeah. Just emotions are so weird. They're so weird. I don't know how I feel about them.
0: (laughs) Well, you've got at least, um, Maddie sobbing. Um, (laughs) and, um, she was saying that, you know, going back to your previous thing of, of yours, we were talking about um, survivor guilt, that guilt you feel for not having the horrible experience that so many others in the community do. And she was, she mentioned, yeah, that this, the, the imposter syndrome is, is real and difficult. And it's just so funny when that, you know, she mentioned that because I don't know what it is about being trans. Well, I guess it, it's totally clear, but I was going to say that, you know, being trans, Imposter syndrome is so prevalent for us. You know, we're we're trying to be female and feminine and all that stuff or masculine, we're just trying to be this other gender, we're trying to be this other thing and we feel like we're not enough, like we're fake, all that kind of stuff. And I say, you know, just it it, it really does make perfect sense because we spent our whole life kind of faking and trying to not be that and be this thing that we didn't really feel inside.
2: So,
1: yeah, I mean, we we got decades of 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 this this feeling that we're we're putting on an act we we got we got decades of that to shed and it's it doesn't happen overnight it's a very real thing and it sucks you know i get it all the time i i struggle with my voice i struggle with my voice yeah all the time because you know it's it's pretty low. like i'm 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 trying to work on raising it but you know it's it's super deep by guy standard, even by guy standards, right? Mm. So you know, I get that feeling. Like, am I like? I can't. I'm never going to be accepted, just because of this one part about me, you know. And you know, I feel like I'm putting on an act again. So you know, I'm I'm certainly not immune to to that. It's it's just such a such a brutal, brutal thing that we got to deal with, but. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't trade being trans for the world, right? Like, mm, I'm so yeah. happy to be me. I'm I'm so happy to to get to live this life. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, because
0: you know, um, a lot of us wouldn't have this ability to affect people, to uh, mm-hmm. to have a positive impact on people's lives. Um, you know, we we can we can locally and in a pretty small kind of network. Um, you know, it's possible, but to have this kind of public forum and these things that we can do and show other people that, you know, it's okay to, to live and be themselves. It's okay to live as yourself and accept it mm-hmm. and love yourself. Like that's a, that's a, it's, that's it's, a difficult concept.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, it, being trans isn't something to be ashamed of. You know, I went my entire life ashamed of these feelings, but it's something to be celebrated. We should be celebrating finally getting to be ourselves. Um, I, I feel lucky to be trans. I feel lucky that I, I have this connection with myself on the inside and that, you know, I have this happiness that I worked really hard for. I, had, you know, I mentioned it a couple of times. I had to go through a lot of crap to get to here, to get here. And, you know, the the lows really make you appreciate the highs, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think we can all agree that you deserve the highs now that you're feeling. You know, you you should not feel the imposter syndrome or um, survivor guilt for not for not going through the horrible things. Because it's hard. It's hard for everybody, regardless of how good some things go and and all that. It's hard for everybody. We all go through the same mental anguish. And in a lot of ways, the mental things we go through, the struggle that we we have to endure, is is can be so much worse than any of the other aspects of it that self-torture that self-doubt um you know that's why the suicide numbers are so high that that so many people have at least attempted suicide that are in the trans community you're you're every bit as valid as every other trans woman you know regardless of of how much of a struggle you actually have with getting support from people
1: yep and that's you know <laughs> say it one more time for the people in back right <laughs> you're valid no matter what. Um, and, and are loved no matter what, yeah. you know, just, I, <laughs> this community has been so amazing to me. And so, you know, my family has been so amazing to me. My, my, my work has been so amazing to me. Um, people are out there. Happiness is out there for you. Um, no matter who you are, you deserve it. Right.
0: Mm. Um, let's getting back to our, our focus here. Um, let's see where are we at in this. How have your transition goals shifted as you've moved along in your transition oh
1: yeah i mean there's there's been a lot of a shift i I came in assuming that you know i would i would it need a ton of surgeries to to feel like myself or be happy, but you know as I got in the the less the less focus I put on physical appearance simultaneously getting a ton of change from hormones, right? Like the hormones kicked in in ways that I would have never imagined. And I never did imagine. And I'm still like kind of mind blown about it. Um, So, you know, I I had this image of myself in my, in my brain for so long that this is who I, what, what I was going to look like, what, what I, (laughs) what I needed to be happy. And then I get in there and it's like, you know, what, I don't need any of this. Right, like I mean, there's still a couple, you know, surgeries that that I, I'm I would consider, but like I'm I'm just so happy <laughs> with myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that that I don't necessarily need to to set goals anymore. So yeah, the the my my expectations have been blown away physically, you know. Um, I, you know, I I joked last time i gained 14 inches on my hips in a year, in a year. <laughs> 14 inches. That's crazy, right? Like I remember growing up and thinking just like I want what the, the feminine hips. Like that's that's all that's what I wanted. I wanted them so bad. I remember going to sleep at night just like, you know, wishing and praying that like, you know, I'd wake up with these these feminine hips that I've always wanted to be a girl, right? And here we are. Like what the heck? I never expected that. So, you know, my my expectations I've I've changed my expectations in just not having them, okay, right? Yeah. Like, I had all these expectations and I changed it to like, you know what, let's just enjoy the ride. We're just gonna see where this goes and enjoy the ride.
0: And and that's um, a really important thing because you you can't control any of it anyways. I mean I guess you can with the surgeries yeah, and stuff. You but, can't control whether or not you can have enough money to be able to do all those surgeries. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. And you know, expectations emotionally I I I I mentioned earlier I wasn't sure if I, I was curious to find out what what would be me, and what would be dysphoria? And then I've had, you know, the deeper into this I get, is the the more I find out is like so much of it is just me, right? <laughs> like, like being competitive, loving sports and everything, like that's me. Um, because you know I'm 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 the same person I was before. I just I got fourteen more inches on my hips, right? <laughs> like I yeah. just. I'm 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 the same person and so you know I was expecting to have this epiphany and like wow this is like everything's changed um and like I I cry easier now um
0: Mm, obviously I have
1: a I have a couple more emotions but you know other than that I'm I'm the same person so you know just just roll rolling with the punches rolling going going along for the ride is what my new expectations are yeah yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how those things change.
0: <laughs> um, and a lot of people saying that um, they, uh, they never, they never thought to take measurements. What was it for you that made you think to take the measurements on your hips? Beforehand? That, that
1: was my, that was my obsession. Is that like, I want to be so bad. I wanted hips so bad. Okay. Is that like, you know, I was like, okay, well, I know, I know that it's going to like we're going to have fat redistribution. So I was like, I was just curious, right? I was like, okay, let's see, let's see how this goes. Let's go, see what go? and, and I remember, I remember, you know, pre-transition. I was like, if I can gain three inches on my hips, three inches around, like I'll be happy. Like that's all I want. I am 14. <laughs> It's
0: crazy. I love that yeah that the the, the, yeah. the one place you wanted it the most you just got it in spades. That's that's amazing. That's so wonderful. Yeah,
1: it's, it's so crazy, right? Like mm-hmm. all these all these shorts and pants that I got like early on and in, in in transitioning uh, like you know while I was still in the closet and not able to try things on, not not able to, you know, like too afraid to try things on. Yeah. Um just blind buying and like putting them on now It's like, "Boy, they don't fit like they used to," huh? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> It's just been crazy. Yeah, just,
2: uh. that's super awesome.
0: We we um kind of along that that last topic, we did get a question in the chat. If you're willing to to answer this, I didn't um ask you it specifically. I don't believe, but um, do you have a goal of getting um, GCS? Is that on your radar that's, at all? Yeah.
1: Anymore? Yeah. I mean, I, I've talked about it with my therapist a couple of times. Um, and it'll happen. It's just money, right? Like money's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> or money money's not expensive, the surgery's expensive <laughs>
0: I think I think we could say that money's expensive. I think that's sort of the whole point of it
1: yeah, I guess that that's how it works one thing at a time um mm-hmm. i i do I do hope to get it I'd love to get it soon, but who knows when it happens when, you know it's one of those things just yeah because when it happens, it happens more to it. I'm excited about it, but like who knows who knows when it's going to happen
0: so what would you say right now is your level of um feeling valid as a woman where are you at and kind of a like a scale of one to ten ten being like you know you you are the woman you want to be
1: you know that's you know that's tough because you know the 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 dcs the dysphoria is is rough um i i struggle with my voice more than i struggle with anything mm, yeah um you know i've i I changed my my pronouns on my my uh on my Instagram for a little bit i don't I don't even remember if I changed them back, but you know there was a time where I was feeling so down on myself that i like, I don't know if you know if I can call me she or her right um so I changed it to she they so you know the voice is a struggle it's it's really hard for me you know i went i i I went to broadcasting school I have a degree in journalism okay and i had my own radio show and i had i had a i had a a a sports show um on broadcast it wasn't on radio um okay and you know my whole time i was i i heard like oh you your voice is so deep like you have you have the perfect voice for what you're doing yeah you know inside it's just like it's like cool like i'm glad i i get a leg up here but at the same time it's like don't want this like this is hard for me right like i was never able to 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 watch the playback of any of anything that i did right like i had you know i i would i would blind edit all of my videos and just you know hope that i i got i i judged the the audio files right when i said things (laughs) and 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 didn't edit it in a mistake because i just i couldn't listen to myself um, I couldn't see pictures of myself. I couldn't watch myself on video. Yeah. So my voice has always been such a struggle for me. And, you know, at the same time, like, I I, I love singing. I sing constantly. Um, My brother and I are constantly singing, whether, you know, in, in the living room or in the car. Like, we're singing constantly. And I, I'm like, I like my singing voice. I'm cool with being able to sing the songs that I sing. But at the same time, talking, you know, it's just, you don't balance. It's that balancing act again. It's yeah. just so hard for me um so you know put myself at about a six five or six on that scale you said one to ten yeah um ideally being being ten but you know i'm working on it i'm trying to work on it um (laughs) it's a struggle because you know my 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 brother and i we have we have among us night with our cousins and 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 some family Mm -hmm. and you know working on my voice and you know the feminine intonations and everything um you know i come across as suspicious a (laughs) lot right like i remember there was one time i was i was trying to explain <laughs> where i was you know like I'm, I'm over in i'm over in shields and they're like oh that sounds suspicious and you know i text my cousin afterwards like it wasn't like i was there like i wasn't the imposter like <laughs> i'm just just working on these inflections i'm trying i'm trying to be more comfortable with my voice yeah um so you know that, that it's it's been tough but i'm getting there i'm i'm i i'm i'm getting there i'm working on it really hard there was a video I posted on was it, Christmas or something that I, I spoke and I was like, Hey, that sounds like sort of what I wanted to sound like. Um, and so I saved it and I listen to it every once in a while when I get down on my voice. Yeah, that's a process, but we're getting there it's, every day. Is, every day's is a step forward.
0: Well, and it's super rough when not only is your voice too deep for what you want, but you're also getting called out as sus just because
1: of it. Right. <laughs> that's, like, that's I got, brutal. I got, right? like I got kicked out. I got kicked out because of it. Like, Guys, no! <laughs> just trying? They killed you because of your
0: voice, because they thought
1: yeah. Was... <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and you know, just growing up my entire life, just hearing like you have a perfect voice for radio. Like this is perfect, and you know, just hating it. I remember yeah. Um, when I was at Cronkite, um, shout out ASU. Um, <laughs> when I was at Cronkite, one of my friends went in my class told him that, like, you know, I'm I'm taking a photography class because I'd love to get into this, and he's like, and he looked at me like in front of the whole class. Um, he's like, you with a voice like that? No, no, I'm not letting this happen. I'm like, you're going into broadcasting because your voice is too perfect for that. Um, and you know, just there was a certain guilt with that, right? Like, I have this voice. I have this thing that this kid obviously wishes he had because he said it. Like, he he straight up says, like, I wish I had your voice for this for 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 broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, you know, like inside, so I was like cool. You want it? I'll trade you. It's like, yeah. I don't want this. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a process. It's a struggle and I'm working on it. And every day is a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah. The voice That's is big. a tough one. Uh, it takes a long time. It does work. <laughs> um, I'm starting to see the results that I like, and I've got a lot of really great feedback on it recently. Um, but it's taken me, it's taken me a good bit. Um, you know, give yourself at least six months, if not closer to a year. To get something that you're kind of happy with.
1: Yeah, I'm working on it.
0: <laughs> so, what were some of the biggest um, hurdles in your transition?
1: The the biggest hurdle for me was the baseball. You know, coming yeah. to reconcile that, to to you know, I got to a point where I was like, I was I was with losing baseball. You know, I, okay, isn't the word. You know, I I had I had come to grips with losing baseball. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I Resigned yourself to that fate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know, that was the biggest hurdle for me. Um, I had gotten over the societal pressures and, and you know, um, fortunately where I grew up, where I grew up, Mesa, I still live, um, has diversified and, you know, we're a lot more open and accepting these days. So fortunately those went away, but, you know, those thoughts that I was going to lose baseball, um, that was the hardest, by far the hardest thing for me. You no, know, I I mentioned in our pre-interview, um, I I had one of the worst anxiety attacks of my life, in in the dugout in the photo well of of a spring training game, just looking around, like I don't even really like spring training, right? Um, I was I was looking around, I was like, I can't lose this, like, I I know I have to, I know I have to do this, but like, I don't want to lose this, and so you know having to reconcile that, um, was brutal. Yeah was really rough.
0: And so what were some of the biggest learning curves that you've had during your transition? What are some of the things that you were, that caught you off guard or that you've had to learn that you weren't kind of expecting or that were kind of hard for you? Uh,
1: makeup. Makeup was rough. Yeah. <laughs> not, still not the best at makeup, but you know, um learning on the fly. I just learned about primer a couple months ago, right? Like I've been I've been out in full time for for a while now for for almost a year and like like you know, I I just discovered primer. I don't have people to you know help me with these things. Um, I'm I'm learning how to braid my hair. You know, just just that, <laughs> you know, the little things, right? That you mm-hmm. most most cis people have that they learn, that they have their awkward teen years to get out of the way. Yes, right. Like I'm having to learn and I'm having to be professional. I'm,
2: <laughs>
1: you know, I was I I was extremely visible during the season. I was one of the only people at at the stadium so like you could see you could see me every single time a right-handed batter was up <laughs> so like my mind's like that's a lot of pressure like i got to i have to get everything right right so <laughs> that was that was a learning curve um dealing with emotions was rough um still is i'm still working on how to deal with actually feeling things
2: <clears throat>
1: and you know the biggest one was accepting myself in in that I have value. I I had mentioned before I had such a low, such a low self image that it's still hard for me to accept that, you know, people like me, people want to want to be around me. And, you know, I, you saw, you saw the pause right before I even said that right there. It's still hard for me to, to, to admit, you know, that I love myself. I love who I am. I love where I am. Yeah. Because, you know, for so long, I, in my mind, that low self-image of myself projected that, like, people who love themselves, people who say they love themselves and that they're happy are, are full of themselves, right? Like, I don't ever want to be, like, I'm going to try and say humble and whatever. And that's not the case. That's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. And I've really well, struggled. I've struggled with that. Like, self-love is good. And you need to love yourself.
0: Well, we've actively so, you know, not that... loved ourselves for so long. We've actively not yeah, exactly. liked the, pre- the presentation that we had.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I've I've really struggled with that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, <laughs> the fact that the manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks said he was inspired by me. Like, I, c- I can't wrap my mind around that. I don't like talking about it because I feel like I'm name-dropping, right? Like, it's just...
0: And yet you haven't said his name once, so... <laughs> it's why wi- it's wild yeah i just you know soak it up you deserve this you I went just, through it I you just, you you deserve it you're making <laughs> real change there at the at the stadium for a major league baseball team like they added new gender neutral bathrooms that day because of you purely not bad babe yeah, you know, not bad
1: I'm, you know, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it right yeah. like i was
0: and that's the kind I of was, impact we can have, and that's that's why we have to love ourselves and realize that, like, yes, be out there, be happy, be proud, because we can make we we're we're still at a period in time, in this country, in this world, where we can make a major impact.
1: Yeah, you know, I was, I was struggling so hard for so long, and to have, you know, to, Toriel of a guy I respect so much, I used his 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 methods of of calming yourself down and, and pressure situations before that meeting right like in my <laughs> mind i was hearing his voice like what i need to do and then he came on and talked to me right like
0: directly directly one-to-one understanding
1: that he knows my name he said my name he looked me in the eye in the camera but like he looked at me he said my name and said what he said and, you know, for me to not just brush that off, be like, oh, I'm fine. Like, yeah, I'm all right. But like, you got better people to be inspired by. Like, that took a lot for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because that's what I've been doing my entire life. I joked about an Instagram post recently. Like, maybe one day I'll be able to accept a compliment, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Go ahead, c- compliment me now. See how it works. It's not going to go well, I can tell you that. Um, probably not going to be able to accept it. Um, so, you know, <laughs> accepting that I have value and that, i'm I'm somebody that has something to offer has been really hard for me (laughs) and like i said i'm working on it um friday was a big ego boost right (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) i hope so yeah
1: so so, you know hopefully i'm hopefully i'm getting better at it i'd like to think i am getting a little better at it but you know i'm still i'm still not where i want to be in in the self-acceptance department
0: how did you choose your name where did that come about? <laughs>
1: okay, so there, there actually is there, there's, there's an interesting story behind this. You know, um,
0: to, to just, just
1: to be completely honest and transparent, like I, I don't particularly like that question coming from like cis people because people don't have to answer that question, right? um Yeah. <laughs> but, but on a show like this, I am happy to, to, to throw it out there. I, I love it because it's the story behind it. Um. When I was when my mom was pregnant with me, I I got this story when I when I I mentioned what name I was going with. I didn't actually know it. Um, When my mom was pregnant with me, my my dad and my Nana were so convinced that I was going to be a girl that I my name was Danielle. And that was it. That was the only name that they they considered. (laughs) And then I popped out like, oh, boy, we don't have a name. So I went three days without a name. And then just like, my parents settled on a name. It's like, okay, whatever, just get me out of this hospital. Right. Like, um, Mm -hmm. and I went my entire life just hating is a strong word, but like, it's pretty accurate. I couldn't (laughs) stand my name. I, you know, I, I, I went to such great lengths to not say my name. And, you know, I would cringe every time I had to say it out loud.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um,
1: and so, you know, Danielle's always been my favorite girl name. Like it's never really even been close. Mm um, and, you know, that story, like I was always saying, like that was me, you know, my Nana, I'm, I'm 100% convinced that she knew um, because my entire life growing up um, before she passed away, she, she called me Miha. and, you know, every once in a while, you know, a couple times a week, a couple, couple times a year, I'd get, you know, uh, we'd go over to her, her, her house and, you know, hug her goodbye. And, you know, she'd stop, she'd grab me by the shoulders and be like, you'd have been such a pretty girl. like i'm just so convinced that she knew so you know for me i i never considered another name i was always danielle in my mind Mm.
2: i've
1: i've i've always i've always known myself as danielle so it's kind of funny there's there's a a waitress so at chase field the 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 high roller sections the lettered sections where the rich people sit um, right behind the plate they have in seat service and so it's like with waitresses and waiters and everything. Um, and one of so like there's a photo well right next to it. Um where I, I hung out a lot. And one of the waitresses' names was Danielle. And so every time I'd hear, you know, like somebody call out Danielle, I would have you know, initially I looked, I would always look and then be like, oh no, like I'm gonna give myself away. Like I have to stop. Like so so that <laughs> it was so ingrained in me to fight responding to this name especially in that building at chase field that anytime somebody called my name, I'd be like, don't look, don't look, don't look. And then, you know, like, I think like, Oh yeah, I don't have to hide this. Like, Oh yeah, they're talking to me. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, I've, I've always been Danielle in my mind. Mm. Um, I've never been anything else.
0: That's wonderful.
1: Um And, you know, middle names, I, it's to, I didn't, I didn't want to name myself after Anybody particularly, but you know, I wanted to honor some people. So my my first my my first I have two middle names. My first middle name is is Elise, which is a hundred percent which is a hundred percent official now today as of today. Yay. Um. My 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 middle name is Elise for my grandma, whose middle name was Alicia, and um, my my second middle name is is Estelle for my Nana Esther. So um, that's where I got my name. <laughs> and you know i i I, cry, I cried uh, no emotions i cried looking at my looking at my uh new social security card today you know i i cried looking at my my d credential and any time i got in the building so you know i wouldn't be able to look at it wasn't i wouldn't allow myself to look at it because i didn't want to cry on camera right um so you know just seeing that name and you know i, I mentioned at the very top of this program i was like seeing my name in the big promo it's just like that's me that's who I've always been and now I get to be it
0: big win it's just it's
1: it's, you know it's just so exciting for me you know I I say my name my name's Danielle and I love my name I don't cringe when I say my name Mm. um it's just say my name say my name (laughs) right and I just I you know I love my name so much I love I love who I am so much that you know, it's just—it's really special that I get to be me. I'm—I'm I'm just so happy with with everything, and how everything's turned out, and that I get to live like like this. That I get to live my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so wonderful. Now that you're in this position, what advice do you have for closeted or young trans people that are out there?
1: Yeah, there's there's a couple things. Um, most important thing for me is is to be patient. So much of transitioning is waiting, was just waiting on something, right? Like waiting to come out, wait, waiting to get on hormones. And not that you need hormones to be, to be valid. You're, you're valid no matter who you are or what you do. You know, waiting waiting for, for things to happen in your body, waiting for things to happen in your brain, waiting for surgeries, waiting for name changes. Hopefully you don't have to wait as long as I did to get my name changed. But, but, but you know what? You might. Be patient because what's waiting for you at the end is so worth everything so worth everything that you felt all the hurt that you felt all the anguish that you felt all the anxiety it just makes everything so much better I, I you know I can't I can't describe the feeling of waking up and getting to be me this person that I've wanted to be my entire life this person that I've known I was the my entire life it just makes everything so worth it and you know being patient goes along with you know not not setting goals i think you have no way of knowing what's going to happen to you on hormones you have no way of knowing what's going to happen when you come out which sucks i am you know i i have i have anxiety pretty bad anxiety um i i'm like the type of person that has to know i have to be in control of every situation that i'm in right and not having that control is hard for me Mm -hmm. i mean i know it's hard for a lot of other people but you know what i have no control over this process control you know where where the hormones are going to redistribute my fat right like i have no no control over emotional changes in in my mind right um so the biggest piece of advice is just be patient and enjoy the ride because it's it's crazy and it's really hard but you know, it just makes it makes life worth living it makes it makes you appreciate everything so much more and you know another thing don't compare yourself don't compare yourself to others and that just goes for everybody right that's not that's just not just like a just life in general like a trans thing just i grew up wanting to be certain people i grew up you know idolizing people and then you know in my trans journey i've grown up idolizing people but you know there's already a danielle right there's already an emily like we need you need to be you Mm -hmm. the world doesn't have a you who you know whoever needs to hear this you know the world needs a you right like it already has a me it already has an emily it already has a suddenly samantha who is my idol who i wanted to be like who i still you know she's still my role model Mm -hmm. just just be yourself because the world needs you it needs to be you just need to be you (laughs) because because you are valid and you are loved Mm -hmm. and you have value which is I'm still learning that. Like I've said so many times, I'm still learning that, but it's true. You have value. So that's, that's my biggest Mm. piece of advice.
0: I also like what you said in the pre-interview where you 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 talked about and we you sort of um alluded to this earlier but that we are lucky to be trans that we're that this is such a, a special experience. And I just love that perspective because it it's really hard to have that. You know, you it's really easy to think that this is a negative and you're going to lose a lot because of it and things like that. So being yeah, willing yeah, to embrace the, it.
1: Yeah, enjoy enjoy the process. It's so hard a lot of it is so hard, but so much of it is incredible. Enjoy every little landmark, right? Every little milestone. Enjoy all your hair growth and everything, because because you know that's the thing that gave me the most, you, you know, euphoria. And just enjoy everything. Like I'm getting so worked up about this because I'm so, you know, just enjoy enjoy every milestone, because this is such a this is such a special journey. Yeah, this is such. You know, we're lucky. We don't trans people shouldn't be tolerated right i tolerate pickles on my hamburger we need to be celebrated and i know i just pissed off a whole bunch of trans people out there by saying i don't like pickles because oh <laughs> no i thought you
0: were saying that you, you uh, piss people off because you said that's you're you're willing to tolerate no, no, them on your burger no, which no, i am not
1: no no that i i don't i hate pickles they're disgusting um but for some reason this community is obsessed with pickles and I get roasted for it all the time. <laughs> but, but, you know, like I tolerate pickles on my hamburger. We need, trans people need to be celebrated. This is such a special journey. And we're, you know, we're, we're taught from such a young age, so many of us, that we should be ashamed of these feelings. And that's not true. This, I feel lucky to be trans. I have, you know, I'm happier than I could have ever imagined. And I'm happier not just because of where I'm at, but because of where I was, what it took to get there. Um, so, you know, cel- celebrate being trans because we deserve it. Just the harp one more time. We're lucky to be this. I feel so lucky to be a part of this community, to be a part of such a group of incredible, strong, fierce, caring people. Just enjoy it. Just yeah. enjoy the ride.
0: That that that's a really that's a very big truth in this community. Like there is a lot. Not only will you find support here, like especially like on on like my Discord that's been popping up here or the TCC, the Trans Community Center Discord, but like mm-hmm. you won't just find support. You'll find fierce support. Like mm-hmm. dedicated followers, uh, people that have your back, that believe in you, that love you. It's it's amazing. It's incredible. It's a great community to be in. It's, it's a great thing to be part of, like you said. So I I really appreciate that sentiment. Thank you so much for saying that. And also thanks for, for setting off the uh, great pickle debate here in the uh, chat. Oh no, Um, (laughs) I'm
1: sorry. Um, I'm so sorry about
0: that. Danielle, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is fun. (laughs) I'm happy to happy to share myself with, with the community and I'm, I'm really glad you had me on.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Transgender Show from The Transverse Network. Watch the full video version of the show live Tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash the transverse, and be sure to catch our slate of other great shows there as well. If you love what we're doing and want to support The Transverse, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash the transverse.